ready for our intro? Please, please hit me with it. I'm recording. I'm going to do my seductive voice for dating. I'm going to be like a radio DJ. Hold on, wait. Hello, and welcome to Now Fear This with Becky and Marie. So stop. Can you start again? That's you're not seducing. You're not seducing. You're actually. You sound like maybe you. Are people going to turn it off? You sound like you're sick. They're like, what are you doing? Stop smoking. Hello. Hello. Here. Sounds like COPD. <laughs> Welcome to Now Fear This with Becky and Marie, the podcast where we talk about all the things that scare the shit out of us and a few things that don't. I'm Becky and I'm looking at Marie across the Zoom drinking something. What are you drinking? Manhattan. Awesome. What are you fearing today? So I, I switch back and forth between all the different news channels and Fox News has been bought out by like mypillow.com. <laughs> <laughs> like all their advertising slots but the other day oh, they, they, had, the pillow guy? they had a new advertiser the other day this dating website called our time a new dating website for older people some might even say elderly and i'm seeing these people in the commercial doing dating stuff and like montages and to me these people look really old and then okay. at the end of the commercial it says our time the new dating website for people 50 and older and i'm like yeah and i'm like holy crap oh no yeah i'm I'm almost ready for our time i don't think Mm -hmm. we can do this podcast anymore sorry did i just send you i think you aged out of this podcast (laughs) am i aged out i mean i i guess i have this newfound fear like i hope i die before james because i don't ever want to date again the state of dating right now like everybody just universally says that dating is the most horrible thing now it's just awful and i don't remember dreading dating well you knew me back then i <laughs> i was a bit of a dater <laughs> i think i had a, a love of dating many people so i saw this thing on uh, facebook i took screenshots of it and she captioned it, dating is hard, y'all, or something like that, right? I private messaged her and I was like, can I please talk about this on my podcast? Because I can't get enough of this. So she has screenshots and private messages with this dude that she apparently matched with on the swiping right or whatever. She told me the details. She said that when he first saw her profile, he sent her a message and he was like, you're really hot. She made a joke about his dog. And eventually he says, let's just go to dinner one night. And she's like, As long as it's a public meetup, so you don't murder me, I'd be down, LOL. Which I think is pretty good, you know, that she's putting it out there, right? Like, how many times do you think that joke gets said? Amen to that. The don't murder me joke, I'm sure. Here's his reaction. I'm going to thoroughly interpret this, by the way. I used to be an actress, anybody who doesn't know me. So I'm going to really, really put my oomph into this. What are we going to name him? Can it be Rusty? His name is Rusty. Okay, Rusty Johnson says... Yeah, obviously it would be a public place, but your second text was honestly childish as fuck. Play that every woman's go-to. Oh, you could be a murderer and get like, get the fuck out of here. And this is verbatim, by the way. I'm obviously not that person. You can tell from my profile. So that's just a scapegoat for you. And to be honest, it's kind of childish. And I love how you end LOL at the end of the conversation. So you think it could make it cool, but what the shit whack? No one's going to try and fucking murder you. I was just trying to take you to dinner. Wow. Aggro? (laughs) Jeez. I'm like, thank God he showed you who he is now and not later. Because right. if this cat reacts like that to a please don't murder me, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I um, would figure the please don't murder me thing is like a staple of online dating. 
Shouldn't that be under every girl's profile pic? Please don't, <laughs> please don't murder me. Yeah. Please don't rape me or murder me. That would be great. Thank you. Yeah. We haven't said this in a while, but in our first outro, um, I made a crack about going right and rate us, rate with a T. Marie's like, it sounded like you said, go rape. Yeah. And so I said, go to iTunes and don't rape anybody. That's one of our things. But truly, can y'all just not rape? Can y'all just not murder us? That'd be great, guys. Thank you. Thank you. For the record, Be Becky had had uh, quite a few Costco margaritas. And so she was slurring. <laughs> she was slurring her words a little bit. Go on, rape us on our website. Um, so, um, wait, did I say my fear yet? No, no, you were just riffing. You were riffing. Oh, okay. Okay. Because we're still on, uh, we're still on the, um, we're only 30 minutes in. Go ahead. What are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> All right. For those, for those of y'all that love meandering podcasts, today is for you. You are in the right place. <laughs> so have you ever, oh, are you going to ask me what I fear or not? You never remember I, to actually ask me. I know. Cause I, cause I care. Uh, what are you, what are you fearing today, <laughs> Becky? Please tell I me. I fear that you give zero flying fucks about getting this podcast right. <laughs> sorry that's not true no i do care i care i know uh okay so what are we doing here um i am fearing dating advice well there's a lot of advice out there i don't know if you've noticed on the interwebs like if you want to find a good doctor find one near you that's really important advice <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but do they accept your insurance um, exactly okay. yeah i was looking back at some dating advice from different decades and there's one from the 50s that is sort of astonishing let's start back you sent me a mccall's magazine so what i want you first to do and this is from 1950 what eight i think it is yeah so if you zoom in on the the picture of the mccall's magazine there's like a champagne glass with flowers in it mm -hmm. look to the right of the blue champagne glass to the bottom of yeah it. there's an article in here i wish we had that it's called are sex manuals a threat to a happy marriage <laughs> by dr david mace okay right uh-huh tell us all about it dr david yeah don't I, i'm sure back then it's like don't let women know they can have pleasure from sex or your wife might i'm be sure angry. i'm sure if you're still looking at that picture of the cover of the magazine there's an adorable kitten and a, a wine glass with flowers in it right underneath the little kitten paws is what 129 ways to get a husband and then I'm, I am intrigued, but I guess I'll never know because it's covered by a little sticker, a brainstorming report on how, how to do what? I wish I knew. I totally wish I knew, but it looks like they're going to give advice to single women. So this is something that a woman found at a garage sale or something, and she was intrigued by it. So she bought it and read the little thing and posted on Facebook and it made the rounds a couple years back, but it's worth taking a look at much like. Plato had his scientific categories. We have, this is how you're going to find him. Number one, get a dog and walk it. Right. Number two, have your car break down at strategic places. What are those strategic places in front of a prison? Where? I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> Number three, attend night school and take courses that men like. What kind of courses do men like? I don't fucking know. 1958, what did they do? I don't know, accounting, you know? Plumbing, uh, woodworking. Shop. Shop. You know, it's interesting, like the fact that this is going to get you serial killed. Right. And Logically also is not present in this. <laughs> if you get a dog just for the purpose of attracting men, I just want to say that dogs are a lot of maintenance. So you might want to think that one through. Okay. So next we are finding widowers in the obituaries. Now, what's your long-term plan? 
Are you just going to sit out in front of their house for three weeks and say that's long enough and go knock on their door? You have to stalk them so that See? you. So now we're stalkers. Right. Or people are going to murder us. Now we're going to take up golf and go to different golf courses. Because back in the day, I'm sure a lot of women were playing golf by themselves. Also, I would think, I would assume a lot of guys are this way. If a guy loves a sport or an activity and you like show up and you're shitty at it, that's a turnoff, I think. I agree. I also think it's a theme in this list of things that you're just supposed to take up. You know, do a thing, do an activity, do an art, do a sport, learn this, learn that, just in order to snag a dude. Yeah, because I've I've been like at the gym or different places where I'm being ditzy because I don't know what I'm doing. And the guys are not like, hey, honey, let me help you with that. They're like, rude, like you're taking up my time. (laughs) 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 So if you're on the golf green and you're like being a ditz, that's not going to get you a guy, I don't think. I don't think it is. You want to take one you like? Yeah, so we've got take several short vacations at different places rather than staying a long time in one place. (laughs) Like a serial killer writing this list. Yeah, because you're (laughs) find lots of eligible bachelors that that are available in exotic locations where you don't live right i mean isn't that right isn't that like a thing too like on cruises and at resorts like there's always these waiters and stuff that like screw vacationing women i wouldn't know (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about Sit on a park bench and feed the pigeons. So first of all, in LA, there are no unoccupied park benches. Uh, oh, I gotcha. And also pigeons are gross. It only takes yeah. a few people in one city to keep the pigeon population going. Right. It takes one person to cause a pigeon problem. Just remember that, people. Yes, that's your takeaway from this episode. <laughs> Take a bicycle trip through Europe. Get a job in a medical, dental, or law school. Sexist. Become a nurse twelve, I love. or an airline stewardess. They have very high marriage rates. Is that true? Yeah, but you know what else they have? Very Jobs? high divorce rates. Oh. High divorce. Well, okay, let's go to 15. Get a government job overseas. Okay, why? Be friendly to ugly men. Wow. How about number 19? Get lost at football games. Again, is there any one of these that's not going to get you serial killed? Right, right. A lot of these rely on women being manipulative, too. Oh, my gosh, yes. Even number 21. Number 21 is get a job demonstrating fishing tackle at a sporting goods store. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, these are bad. No, 22 is one of my favorites. On a plane, train, or bus, don't sit next to a woman. Sit next to a man. Have you read about the statistics or stories of women who get molested on planes? No, that's a thing? Like, what happens? Yes. Look it up. Yes. Like, give me an example. One, of one that happened recently, I think it was Southwest Airlines. Uh, it was an early morning flight out of Vegas. And the woman, I think it was Southwest Airlines, and she was sitting against the window and she fell asleep. And there was a man next to her and his wife was on the aisle. And she woke up and he'd unbuttoned her pants and was sticking his hand down her pants. What? Yes. Yes. Crazy. Marie, you've got to read these horrifying stories of women who fall asleep on planes and men molest them. It was horrible. Back to this one about... Um... Be friendly to ugly men. Okay. Well, first of all, like ugly is a relative term, right? Like mm-hmm. one person's ugly is another person's beautiful. But I, I do want to say this. Some women that are stressed about the dating scene or tired of it will get approached by a man they're not attracted to 
for a relationship and they'll just go, oh, fuck it. I can't find anybody. I'll just get with this guy, even though I'm not attracted to him. And they have this impression that, well, the guy's, because I don't find the guy attractive, he's not going to dump me or treat me bad. That is false. (laughs) If you date someone that you're not attracted to, then you're going to get dumped by and treated badly by someone you're not attracted to. I don't know if that's things worse or not, but it's just a the inverse of that whole if you want to be happy for the rest of your life make a ugly woman your wife yeah if you think that because someone's not attractive that that's going to make them desperate and treat you better it's it's a false narrative did you ever see that movie and it's one of my favorites uh something borrowed really good book good movie too jennifer goodwin and john krasinski's in it but he's not the male lead and kate hudson and Kate Hudson, I'm not going to give anything away, although it all happens in the first scene, but Kate Hudson calls her best friend and she's like, my fiance didn't come home last night. You think you might be cheating on me? I mean, hot girls get cheated on too, right? Yeah. Some women have that mentality. That's a shock, you know? Yeah. So we're yeah. not supposed to take jobs at companies run by women. That's great. Thank you for that. Mm. We're on a plane or a train or a bus and we're getting molested by a dude. Go to all reunions of your high school or college class. Because why? There may be widowers there. I like the one after it. Don't be afraid to associate with more attractive girls. (laughs) They may have some leftovers. Okay, can we go with this idea of attractiveness always lands a guy? Right. So the idea that just because she's attractive, she's going to automatically be the one that the guy is interested in? No, honey. No, that's not how it works. If she stands there like a fucking dud you know, like I'm going to pose like a model and nobody, if you're not interesting or funny, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, So that's, that's an an interesting thing too, because I always seem to have really beautiful girlfriends, yourself included in that. And I don't know that I ever got leftovers from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because the entire time you knew me, I was in a committed relationship. I never had never veered away from, I'm not saying that's because I'm not, oh my God. No, but I'm saying like, if, if you hadn't have been married, you were never around single me. No. So if I was around single you, I would have gotten more leftovers. (laughs) No, honey. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. No, no. I wanted, I wish I would have gotten your leftovers, but there were no leftovers. So it's like, if you want advice, I want to add to this list. If you're looking to get leftovers from your beautiful friends, don't have married beautiful friends because they don't have leftovers. Unless they just go around being cheaty McCheat face and then he wants that girl around. That's true. But I will say one problem that I had the opposite problem in college. Like I would just be lounging on the couch and suddenly I'd be in a relationship. (laughs) No, seriously. Like, uh, what are you talking about? I would just, I'd like, I go, I go over to somebody's house and then all of a sudden now I'm dating this person. What happened? That is so funny. Did one of those happen at my house? I think it might have. I think so. I think, I think it was just at your house and, and then, oh shit, I have a boyfriend now. How did this happen? I don't know. Oh, you ever notice that like, we were all, um, Becky and I were on a speech team together and it's not just, it's not just that sort of thing. It can be work or different, different things like that, but you spend time with people that maybe you wouldn't even normally be friends with. And so weird relationships spring out of that. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Plus on the speech team and every speech team I've ever been on, there's a lot of, um, partner training. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, that. 
you forget the whole don't shit where you eat thing yeah because then you're going to spend like a three-day four-day weekend with them and you're like oh fuck and then when you and then it's like a 10-hour you know van ride and oh break up it's like awkward (laughs) yeah especially when they start dating the other girl all right shall we get back to our little see i like how these advices are like you have to get a job and where to live Mm-hmm. and what activities to do change apartments from time to time like that's easy to do in LA <laughs> or get a part-time job at a convention bureau okay like that is are you just supposed to just nab a part-time job here's number 29 stay at small hotels <laughs> where it's easier to meet strangers we're back to the murder manual yeah don't stay at a chain like, like stay at one of the no-tell motels. Yeah, where there's no security cameras. Yeah. Isn't this how every CSI starts? Where there's... <laughs> at a small right. Stay at a hotel where there's lots of transient workers <laughs> that have just gotten out on parole. <laughs> if anyone actually listens to this, uh, this podcast and they were married from meeting a stranger at a small hotel, please, <laughs> please write us about your experiences. <laughs> How about 30? Learn to paint and set up an easel outside an engineering school. Because learning to paint is super easy, right? All the painting I know that happens nowadays, I don't know about in the 50s, is is wine and painting parties with all women. <laughs> which, which, by the way, <laughs> I know you never, love those. I know you love those. I freaking hate wine and painting parties. Number one, I don't want to drink wine and paint. I just want to drink wine by by itself. Sure. That's enough for me. Totes. But secondly, everyone knows that I'm an artist. So then everyone wants to like, oh, what's Marie's painting going to look like? I don't uh, know. It's going to look just like everyone else's fucking painting because we're all painting the damn same thing. All right, let's skip over a few because we're going to, here's 40 is stand in the corner and cry softly. Chances are good. He'll come over and find out what's wrong. Because that's what guys do, right? I mean, they want to be around the girl who's, who just stays there and weeps for no reason. Well, first of all, I I personally loathe crying. And so if I was crying in public, that would already upset me. So if a dude came up and started talking to me, I would probably look like a, a possessed demon as I told them to get away from me. So. Isn't that true though? Like think about, do you really want a guy that you're attracted to to be coming over when you're crying? I don't think it's good advice because it's manipulative for sure. It's also not going to work. He's going to... No. Okay, if you know that he's snagged, that might work. But if not, he's going to pay attention to other girls. One of the ways I know that is because of The Bachelor. Now, years and years ago, I started watching the show because my friend was on the show. And that's why I was on the show. And so I knew how it ended because one of my best friends made it to the final two. So I knew how it ended. But I didn't know how it got there. And watching the show, there was a girl that the guy who was The Bachelor really, really liked. And I thought, because I only met the two of them together, that he really, really liked my friend. But he really had a thing for the other girl. One of the things that happened on the show was the girl that he really liked, who was not my friend, she would run off and cry and say, I'm going to leave the show. And he mm-hmm. would always chase. He would, and when he started chasing her, when she would try to leave the show, I was like, oh, fuck. This is how it happens. And that's how it happened. Yeah. Like she walks onto the show and it's over. So the, the, the crying thing, only only if you've got him hooked. However, again, it's a manipulation unless you really are upset about something. In yeah. which case, maybe only do this if you're a pretty crier, which I'm not right. either. If you're an ugly crier, it <laughs> might have the opposite effect. Like, yeah, he's going to run. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. mean, if you're a hyperventilating, red-faced, like <laughs> screaming crier, right? You really should work on your crying. Uh, yeah. It should be a gentle, a soft, gentle sort of, <laughs> right? Thirty-one. I want you to tell me what you think about number thirty-one. Thirty-one is stumble when you walk into a room that keys in. Well, first of all, I hope that guys don't think that me stumbling into them means that I'm interested in them because I'm stumbling into people all the time. I'm very unstable. Wear a Band-Aid. People will ask what happened. That is true. What if what if you wore a Band-Aid and they're like, what happened? And you didn't come up with the story. You're like, what if the wrong person asks you? What if you walk into this room and you're thinking, you know, old Rusty's over there and you have, you're all crushing on Rusty and Rusty's got his loser buddies around and then they're the ones who talk to you instead of Rusty. Right. He wants a girl who doesn't wear a Band-Aid. And also, I mean, you got to have your Band-Aid story worked out because, I mean, if I didn't have it worked out in advance, I don't know what would come out of my mouth. I'd be like, so what's that? And it's like, oh, it's a... A, a syphilitic wart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was kind of ugly. I didn't want to. <laughs> and then you're like hitting me like, no, that's not how the band-aid thing works. <laughs> or if you put it over your lip and then it's like a herpes. <laughs> <laughs> or do you have it like, you're like, oh, I was stuffing envelopes for like to save the children. And I, I did so yes. my paper. Yes, 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 yes. But you got to think that through if you're going to use the the band-aid approach. 36 is good. Learn several funny stories and learn how to tell them well. I think that's good. Have some anecdotes. This one think- will work. 37 will work. That's a good one. I have to confess I've done 37. Yeah. Walk up to him and tell him you need some advice. All right. So I'm going to make a lot of money working at the convention bureau and painting on an easel outside the engineering school while I'm taking night classes that right. men are interested in. And I'm going to bake tasty apple pies number 44 and i'm going to bring them to work in my convertible food food might be a thing with some guys how about 47 accidentally have your purse fly open scattering its contents all over the street if i did that the giantest tampon on earth would fly everywhere (laughs) but it'd be funny if you had like a pink dildo in there or something (laughs) i have you know because you you gotta have your vibrator with you everywhere you go do you Okay, number 82 I did, but I didn't mean to. On the first date, tell him you're thinking of getting married. You said that on a first no. date? Oh. Uh, look at it again. On the first date, tell him you aren't thinking. Oh, of you aren't. So yeah. when I went out with Curtis, we're maybe a second or third date. I was like, yeah, I don't think I ever get married again. And he, he told me later, because we got married later. He was like, I was like, why am I here? <laughs> no, I was like, I didn't even think about whether or not because right. of the time. If you go through a divorce, y'all, you think you'll never get married again on that point like i think a lot of people think they're being smart on a date when they do stuff like this and it's actually just stupid so james and i had gone out on a a few dates and i all the guys were like teasing him and ribbing him about having a girlfriend and then when we got to the restaurant i i said so your your friends are really teasing you and they were like yeah they were they were like you love marie don't you and I said, what did you say? And he goes, I don't love anybody but myself. He did? Yeah. Oh my gosh, how funny. And I just looked at him like, oh wow, that was not a good response. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have wanted him to say, yes, I'm in love with you after five dates either. But that was like a really douchey response. Did you ever tell him that? 
Yeah, yeah, we joke and laugh about it. I, I do think that when people are on dates, I think there's certain things that maybe you should just hold back on talking about. I don't think you should tell somebody on on like the third or fourth date, I think we'd make beautiful children together or something like that. But the thing that I, I would always tell my kids is there's a difference between being um, 100% honest and being authentic. You can be authentic and keep things to yourself. 100% honest means you're going to tell everybody exactly what you think and feel, even if it's insulting and mean. Right. And that's one of the excuses people give is say, I'm just being real. or I'm just being honest. Well, don't, don't just be honest, be authentic, but you can keep certain things to yourself. And right. one of those things is whether or not you want to get married. You don't have to tell him everything you think about your future. Right. Speaking of the bachelor, you know, they always do that on the bachelor. Like the first time they would sit down with someone, they would say, well, I got to tell him my secret history of blah, blah, blah. And like instantly. And I'm like, no you don't no you don't no you don't you know i mean like if you if you tell somebody straight away um like because i had talked to you about this before that this guy that i i met through a friend and i thought he was attractive and we really hit it off we were we were really vibing and he asked me out and i was like oh yeah for sure and we went to dinner at the time I was about 22, maybe 21, 22. And we're sitting at dinner and he's like, so there's something I need to tell you. So again, this is the first date. I'm going to tell you some, something weird. And I do have this policy with people now when they say, I'm going to tell you something that's going to freak you out. I'm like, wait a second, pause. If you think it's going to freak me out, decide whether or not you really want to tell me that, you know? Yeah, if somebody says, do you want to hear something weird? I might actually right. say no. No, I really don't. Uh, I don't. Like, I need to tell you something that might freak you out. And I'm like, okay. So he tells me that he's has a very young appearance because he was at some some event and he caught on fire. So he was burned all over his body, like third degree burns. Can I ask you how he, he got caught on fire? I don't remember how he got caught on fire, it's but a very he, specific thing to happen to a human. Yeah. So somehow I myself have never caught on fire. So if that's something really common and I'm the only one who has, hasn't had that, what the fuck? Well, I still should I wasn't, my, I should catch myself. Yeah, I still wasn't upset by this story yet. Oh, okay. So he got caught on fire. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like eating my Mexican food going, uh-huh, uh-huh. He got caught on fire and then he almost died. How old did you think he was? maybe maybe late 20s early 30s. early 30s okay yeah. yeah he got caught on fire okay he got caught on fire <laughs> he, um he did not go to the hospital instead his church took him into an abandoned building and wrapped him in like vaseline and gauze and prayed over him for a couple of days and then when they days for days yes and when they took the gauze off he looked like 20 years younger okay. and I was like when he said that I go wait a second how old are you <laughs> and he's like 40 and I was just like oh no did he know how young you were yeah oh my god I was like nope I can't date a 40 year old and oh. I mean I just said it straight up and and Everyone, every time I tell somebody that story, I'm like, wait a second. So you weren't disturbed by the rapping and <laughs> yeah. praying instead of going. I was like, seriously, all I could think was how gross I am not going to date 40 year olds. Oh, remember when we thought 40 year olds were I old. know, I know. 
but I'm not sure that I would date a 21 year old, to be honest. No, that seems I mean, in the reverse. Yeah. And what would you have to talk about? I mean, I love my 20 or you know something friends. I do have a bunch of them from Cambridge, and they're all sharp as fuck. I love them. But the idea of dating is um, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. So then, what happened with the dude? He became my guitar instructor, <laughs> and I went with him to this meeting of his church in the woods and we're all out in the woods and they're like playing their guitars and singing and all that and I'm just sort of out there like oh gosh what did I get myself into you know and then at one point someone had a vision about my dad and then they started like speaking in tongues and they all they had me sit on the ground and they all laid hands on me and like spoke in tongues yeah. And I was kind of leaning up against a tree and it went on for so long that I actually fell asleep. <laughs> and then they all went inside for a potluck, but left me out by the tree. Sleeping? Sleeping. And when I woke up and I went inside, one of the people from the church, because I love it when church people have coded language. They say things that phraseology that's bizarre. So like someone said to me, were you fed? And I was like, there's food? <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> like, no, she means spiritually. <laughs> so you want some more dating advice without a little bit more? Yeah. Because there's two at the end that I think are really good. Wear heels, don't wear glasses, tell him he's handsome. Go to Yale. Carry a tow chain in the trunk of your automobile. Get a hunting license. If your mother is fat, tell him you take after your father. Oh. If he's fat too, tell him you're adopted. Stow away on a battleship. Hide your uh, Phi Beta Kappa key, which I think is a way of making him think that he's smarter than you. Is that what that means? I did have a guy tell me once that he didn't want to keep going out with me because he didn't like dating women who he thought might be smarter than him. He'd say, I'm definitely smarter than you. I'll say maybe smarter than you. I'm definitely smarter than you. Okay. If you ride the bus back and forth in the airport, if you're at a beach by yourself at noon, if you stand on a busy street corner with a lasso, if you ask strange handsome men to take your picture and take in male boarders, advertise for a male co-owner of a boat. So then first of all, we're going to go hiking. He can shove you off a cliff. We're going to go get a boat. He can throw you overboard. What are you trying to do other than get murdered? I mean, okay. We've just uh, looked at some dating advice from the 1950s. You're going to tell me some dating advice from different decades, right? Yes. Quote, be feminine. Don't tell sarcastic jokes. Don't be loud. Don't be funny. When you are with a man, be quiet, act mysterious, act ladylike, cross your legs, and smile. Okay, I know I know the, this dating advice. My mom wrote this book, right? <laughs> mother tell you to do these things be feminine and not funny she definitely told me to be ladylike all the time she would tell me to remember that men want to be the center of attention uh, obviously i ignored all of it <laughs> of, of course but did she ever tell you did she ever tell you to not be smarter than a dude not directly no but i but i do think oh really really interesting i the the other bit of advice my mom would would give all the time was 
the why buy the cow if you can get the milk for free like there's so many things wrong with that on so many levels i'm gonna throw this in here on that as well i do remember a couple of stories in the news about drunken incidents where men were drunk and raped people and my mom was like that's a stupid story and i'm like why she's like well everybody knows that men can't get an erection when they're drunk (laughs) shut up no she did tell me that once oh rosemary (laughs) and I frequently think about that and I'm like, where the hell did she get that information? She was not prepared for life. For, for life. All for right, life. here's more. All right, don't be surprised if the man you're dating gets very angry when you kiss him goodnight in the lobby of your apartment rather than inviting him up for a drink. He has probably been spoiled by other women who slept with him on the first or second date and now he feels he's being denied this pleasure. Don't worry, Marie. Anger indicates interest. I'm going to say that again. Anger indicates interest. And you might be surprised because he will call you again. Now, what century, decade, year would you imagine? Well, I already told you my mom wrote this book, so it's probably... (laughs) Like the 70s? 70s, yeah. (laughs) This was in the 1990s, my friend. Oh my gosh. It was called The Rules, and I'm not going to tell you who wrote it because I don't know nor do I care. But this was an article, and I'll put it on our website, from theeverygirl.com. I read this 90s dating Bible, so you don't have to. And we're talking about a man with anger issues who gets pissed off when he doesn't get what he wants. That is considered a good thing. So if you hope that he calls you again and invites you out on a date or whatever, you're supposed to want that. Because he, oh, he's angry. That means he's interested in you. How much fucked up stuff have we as women gotten into? Because we believe that bullshit, that anger indicates interest, that jealousy means he cares, that checking in on me constantly is, oh, he's just worried about me. No, 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 honey. All of that, sweetheart, girlfriend, kiddos, all of that stuff is controlling as fuck. But they promise you, a rules girl will not be abused. She will not end up in an abusive relationship. They promise you that. I feel like all of this advice and focuses around catering to men like they're animals. They're just totally motivated by their urges. And as women, we're their tamers. <laughs> yes. And you know, one of the things that is indicative of that is this whole notion that still persists to this day, because there was this whole thing at Notre Dame about it last year. Treat the ladies right, because that's someone's daughter. That's someone's sister. That's someone, you know, because her value is only in that she's connected to another person and usually a man, right? So did you read, remember reading anything about this at Notre Dame last year? There was a thing where a woman was a mother of a boy who was being dropped off for his first year at Notre Dame. And she wrote to the school paper saying, all you ladies need to stop wearing yoga pants, just distracting to my son and How am I supposed to teach my son that women are someone's daughter or someone's wife or someone's girlfriend if they dress that way? How problematic is that? Like, perhaps it's not her responsibility to distract or not distract your asshole kid if he is, in fact, distracted by that. Mm -hmm. And second of all, she could be an orphan with no friends and she still has value. Becky, I feel like Um, you're starting to sound like a nasty woman. Are you angry? (laughs) Marie, that's the sweetest thing you ever said to me. And I'm including the time you called me a bitch. (laughs) Want to hear some more? 
I do. I'm riveted by this. Don't look at your date. It literally tells you not to look at your date. Looking at someone is a dead giveaway of interest. <laughs> Instead, it says, look down at the table, at your food, mm. or simply survey the crowd at the restaurant. It's best to seem interested in life, in your surroundings, in the paintings on the wall, as opposed to this live prey. See, that's another thing. Isn't it like this predator-prey thing? It's gross. Okay, I'm going to do a little more, and then I, that just brought up something I read about. Okay. Don't talk too much, by the way. That's another one. Don't talk too much. So we're not funny. We're not having conversations. We're not looking at him. Wait, are we just describing somebody with a personality disorder? Okay. <laughs> Appreciate when he gets angry. Don't ask for what you want in bed. Don't be a drill sergeant, it says, demanding this or that. You have to trust that if you relax and let him, then you will be satisfied. Okay. Well, I mean, if this guy is into being, a, you know, an abuser, then you're definitely setting yourself up to be his dream girl, right? <laughs> you're not supposed to be funny. You're right. not supposed to talk too much. You're not supposed to look at him. <laughs> well, I, mean, I make eye contact with everybody I talk to. I guess I'm just like, I'm into everybody, I guess. Apparently. So I'm going to tell the story without telling who this is. So I know somebody who worked with a dude who I did meet and the dude was really creepy. And this dude had this opinion that you never get into a car by yourself as a dude with a woman, any woman ever, no matter what. So at one point they were all at a thing at work and everyone was piling into cars to go to lunch. And there was one last single lone woman who was going to get into his car. And he said, no, I don't get into cars with women. And everyone's like, why the fuck not? He goes, well, it always leads to sex. What? Yes. And everyone goes, Wait, who the fuck are you getting to cars with? Bizarre. Yes. Oh my God. He was such a creep. Oh my God. Such a creep. Well, let me ask you this. Are there, are there sort of unspoken rules though? I feel like there is an expectation that like, let's say you've gone out on three dates with somebody and then the guy says, hey, I'm going to make dinner for you at my house or whatever. That's not really dinner at his house, right? That's come over to my house and have sex. Do you read Malcolm Gladwell? No. You should read Malcolm Gladwell. The one that I quoted a lot in my dissertation uh, is called Talking to Strangers or Talking with Strangers. And it's all about these ideas of miscommunications and how this leads to such terrible things in, in life. And one of the things he talks about is sex when alcohol is involved and what is consent. There's a study he quotes. Of asking college kids, what is consent? And so it breaks down on gender lines. Like, is it when she says, yes, uh, get into bed with me? Or when she pulls out a condom? Or women are more likely to say it's only consent when it's a lot further down. With a guy, it's like, well, when she invites me to her room. So is, if you agree to go to dinner at his house, does that mean you're agreeing to say, of course not. That's like Harvey Weinstein shit, you know? Right. You're not consenting to anything. You're consenting to making me dinner and give me some red wine if you want to. Um, here's why we're not going to get abused as rules girls. Are you curious, Marie? I'm curious. Quote, abuse doesn't happen in a rules relationship. We're done there. Because <laughs> when you play hard to get, mm -hmm. play hard to get, and he works like hell to get you, he thinks you're the most beautiful, wonderful woman in the world. Well, that- so I, If you are in a relationship that involves abuse where he's abusive to you, you earned that? Is that what they're saying? You made him do it because you didn't make him 
fight to get you or some shit. Some people do. Some people do think that, but it's so reductive and it's so awful to men not just to women, but to men, right. because it assumes that they're just these animals with these animal urges that and they can't help themselves. That's not how I view men. Men have volition. They have their own brains. They can stop themselves. It's not like, oh, well, she wore a short skirt. I had to fuck her even though she didn't want me to. No, 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 honey. You, you can actually stop yourself. You can actually say, I shouldn't do that because I have a brain about me. You're not acting on your urges. I think it's insulting to men. So the, this is a misconception. I'm not saying that the stereotype is there for a reason in some instances, but not all men are just out there to have sex with randos or anybody. I think men are discerning for the most part about who they give themselves to in that way. And not all, but not all women are either, right? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. And there's a very much in both of these sets of advice and manipulation factor where she's trying to manipulate him into, and if you go on a date and you're actually interested in someone, look at them doesn't that seem obvious but they're telling you not to as a manipulation right which is like ridiculous are you going to sustain suppressing yourself too like right if i if i suppress a bunch of things about myself and then i'm in a relationship with this person isn't it going to come out at some point you're going to get found out right you're going to yeah. get found out the people who wrote the rules book at least one of them the marriage didn't last shocking <laughs> um, i would feel like a I don't want to offer any real advice on this episode because I always feel like when you're in a happy marriage and you offer marriage advice, you end up getting divorced. <laughs> Have you noticed? I know. What I do for a living, what I did for a living for so many years was give advice, you know, and people would ask me, they'd be like, well, what's the secret to a happy marriage? I'll tell you, it's not being honest all the time. That's for fucking sure. Right. It's not communicating all the time because sometimes you keep your mouth shut. It's marry the right person. Well, what does that mean? Well, marry someone you find interesting and marry someone you admire. Now, there's all kinds of other things. The person needs right. to make you feel good about yourself and all those things. That's important. Make you laugh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But man, if you marry someone that you are not interested in or, and, and by the way, somebody that you have manipulated into thinking you're interesting, that ain't going to last. It ain't going to last. I wonder too, because you talk a lot about intuition. Yep. I, I wonder if people know in the dating phase that this is a bad idea and they just ignore it. I've known people who are in relationships with people that are going bad from the beginning. The signs are there from the beginning, but they are in love, right? And they, they do have feelings for this person and they feel that time together or having a family or all these things will, will it'll work itself out. Like, James and I have the exact same arguments all the time. We had them at the beginning of a relationship and we have them now. And we will be 80. We will be in the car having the same arguments about directions or whatever. <laughs> because if it exists in the beginning of your relationship, it's a part of it. I'm not saying you can't get better if both people are interested in it. But if there's something you don't like about a potential person to marry... Just know that that's 80 years of that. <laughs> I'm not trying to depress anybody because every marriage is going to have, disagree with me if you, if you disagree with me. No, I don't. And I, I hate the, the situation where people marry someone and, and it's, well, they'll change. They'll be different. Like when I met him, he really liked to 
play video games for four hours a day. Right. Why is he still playing video games four hours a day? Because you married him when he played video games. For, like, like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. No, I don't like that either. Like, what are you doing? Like, stop. <laughs> trying to change people. Oh. So guys are always accusing women of trying to change them. But guys do the same thing. I had this friend once, like some of his lifestyle choices were tough. Like he was involved in drugs and drinking and different things. And, and there was a friend of ours that liked him, but she wanted him to stop drinking excessively and doing drugs. And he wasn't willing to change that part of his life. And he said to me, why is it that women always want you to change? And I'm like, well, but you're asking her to change to date somebody that's a drug and alcohol abuser, right? She likes you, but she just doesn't like the, the drug abuse and the alcohol mm. abuse. So you're also asking her to change. So I think that's one thing. Men don't state it directly, but, but yeah, like there's subtle ways. I don't want you to pursue that dream or, you know. Yeah, I think there's a lot more of a cliche of a, that women do it to men rather than yeah. men. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think it's because we talked about the 1950s advice and it doesn't seem like, cause you're reading the advice from the nineties. It doesn't seem things change, but they don't. Mm -hmm. It's a slow process. And I still think today people make decisions and, and give up on dreams and give up on things that they want to do for a relationship. And I think that's a recipe for a disaster. I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes your dreams change. Yeah, your dreams can change. But personally, I don't have dreams. So I'm just. Oh, good. Okay. I'm speaking anecdotally from people who've told me what. Marie is absolutely dreamsless. To have dreams. She has nothing left to achieve in her life. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I. It's weird thinking about like in the 90s because it was after the women's movement and, and yet we were still sitting there with the same mentality of. Well, she has to land a guy. In order to land a guy, she has to do this. And then the people who wrote that book were drawing back on fucking advice from the 40s and 50s, you know? Yeah. When was that Mars-Venus book? Was that the 80s? The 90s. 90s as well. There seemed to be a, a big swath of those. And then there was that book, uh, He's Just Not That Into You. Was mm -hmm. that 90s too? I think it was 2000s because it was, was from the Sex and the City. Yeah. I, I think that most dating advice relates to manipulating for the most part anytime you want to try to find a formula for mm -hmm. getting somebody because mm -hmm. i did a brief search on the internet of like dating advice now for for the internet and it, it's such a different scene but it's the same kind of advice it's about manipulation tactics well, just to reiterate yeah you do need to hold back a little bit not as a manipulation but because that's normal human behavior. Like you're saying, you don't always want to be honest. I liken it to wearing emotional pants, right? You don't want to let your junk hang out emotionally. You need to put your emotional pants on and you need to reveal yourself slowly over time. I mean, I think that's with friendships too, right? Like, I'm not going to just go into a room of people I haven't met and be like, hey, Marie's in the house. Some people do that, <laughs> right? And it's obnoxious. You're just like, who the fuck is this person that just came into my party and is like taking it over? So same thing with the relationship. My sister told me she went out on a date with a guy 
she saw like an old picture of him or something and she was like oh too bad we didn't meet younger we would make beautiful children together i'm like and you're not dating him anymore i assume <laughs> <laughs> he's like run for the hills i mean i think it was kind of like a booty call situation is what it turned into but i was like all right i'm gonna send you this book it's called he's just not that into you I'm like, you need to read it because these are all the signs. I think what I liked about the book was it was from a male perspective. Okay. She had just been recently divorced, so she had been out of the dating scene for a while. I think that's the danger zone for people, right? It's like if something happened to James and he died and I was suddenly dating again. You're like a raw nerve. I'd be in the danger zone because I don't yes. even know what's happening out there. I, yes. Anyway, so I'm like, just read the book. So... She read the book, like there's a whole thing in there about like not being too needy and like not being aggressive and, and in your calling and all that. And after she read the book, she was so angry because it was just like, check, 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 check. This guy's not that into me. That she called him and left him an, a message on his voicemail that like caused his whole voicemail to get filled up. She was even reading excerpts <laughs> from the book on his voicemail that's what she got from that book i was like what book did you read um i'm checking my amazon account did i send you the right book because it is exactly the opposite man i would not want to be on that dating world no, right now. Crazy. i swear to god i i do think it's confusing i think people are confused i really do i think people are confused by signals I think we've been raised on all of these movies stories that about she says no but she doesn't mean it and he pursues her and he still gets her and she's not taught how to say no and he's not taught how to hear no and everybody's all scattywampus everything's upside down and and people are setting hashtag relationship goals which fucking frightens me <laughs> it just fright i don't know how you have goals for a relationship i think that's frightening we need to have an alarm that goes off for old lady judgment alert. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening right now. When I hear women say my relationship goals are be married within the next two years and have children within the next three years, the alarm can just go off. This is not me bragging on my marriage because I think nothing's perfect. But I know people who use that phrase differently from that. So I just want to point out some of our 20-something and 30-something friends tell us that hashtag relationship goals is our marriage is something that they strive for so when the relationship goals is i want a happy marriage i want somebody who likes me i want somebody who okay well that's a fair you, you know what i'm saying now maybe if i have hashtag relationship goals i want a happy marriage where where my partner genuinely likes me Got and it. i can see that and that's that's to me what has been expressed to me well i already told you i'm not qualified to talk on this subject anyway i've been married for 21 years <laughs> I, have, I have no good dating advice for anybody and i'm old so i don't know what hashtags mean i are you I that commercial is not that those are the funniest commercials yeah oh my god like if you printed out a map to get here you're in the right place and you're in the right place yeah oh my god those are so yeah. clever anyway yeah but i'm so, am I I hashtagging I, right now yeah, yeah. So I, I applied it probably improperly but i see a lot of people and hear a lot of people talking about achieving specific goals and i just don't think it works that way but maybe yes I'm no i think you're right i think you can't put a little timer on it 
good lord i'm gonna have you know a career by 27 and babies by 30 and this and that and like no that's like you can't do that and like okay i'm gonna send off the alarm again is the first time you see someone naked probably shouldn't be in a a dm (laughs) oh my god can we stop (laughs) that's a whole other show we are old lady alert i tell you yeah. The idea of expecting or wanting or 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 enjoying seeing pictures of somebody you don't know that okay, just yes. Yeah. All right, have we have we destroyed this topic enough? I think so. I think so. I bless you that you have to put up with that stuff. Dating nightmares. I just the struggle um, is real. The struggle, the struggle is, real. is real. Man. Yeah. Oof. All right. Um, oh, you know, I, I was thinking for the wrap up. So there do seem to be a lot of people that are specifically desirous of a marriage or a long-term relationship, which is great, but I don't think it's going to happen from manipulation. Be patient and just get to know somebody. Take it slow. Don't be in a rush. I used to say this so much in my classes that one of my students painted this and I have it in my home. It's here in my house in Montana. She painted this for me. Calm the fuck down. Now, when I was in class, I would say F. And so the sign says, calm the F down. Right. But I think we all need to just calm the fuck down. Just calm down, settle in, sit back and relax. You're not going to find the person who's meant for you when you're anxious and looking around at every corner and behind every bush. There's the guy there. And I don't know if I swipe right on the wrong person. What I just... Take a deep breath. Don't look behind every bush. Be Let me tell you, just look behind the ficus plant, not every bush. I'm just saying sometimes it happens in a way you're not expecting. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you do have to, you do have to put yourself out there, but I agree. Well, just be open to it. So putting yeah. yourself out there doesn't mean that you, you know, are prepared to have to accept every dick pic that comes your way. Just right. can be open to it. Just be open to it. Yeah. Yeah, not to be, you know, not to be woo woo about it, but I, I agree just, with that. If you just be open to it, yeah. So, um, take that advice or take into account that we're two old married ladies and completely ignore everything we're saying because, yeah, or don't. I mean, don't take our advice <laughs> and be lonely and miserable the rest of your life, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but in the meantime, you've been listening to Now Fear This, yeah, with Becky Please. and Mary. Go and give us some good ratings on iTunes. We got to read some reviews. We'll do that next week. Um, so please go and give us five stars wherever you get your, wherever you consume your, what the fuck are we doing? My God, I'm so tired. iPod. I mean, uh, iPod. Is it 2002? All right. So podcast. We're podcast. Just tune in to the iPod. <laughs> please write us a review, rate us five stars, and subscribe to our podcast. And f- send us an email telling us what you fear. We got some funny ones. We'll read some more next week, I hope. Yeah. Our email is fearless at nowfear.com. And our website, where you will find exclusive content, is fearthispodcast.com for life changing shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it might not change your life right away, but eventually. Uh, we We're will playing creep- a long con on this one. <laughs> <laughs> we will creep into your psyche. Changes, changes will start happening. It'll, oh it'll my feel, gosh. It'll feel tingly at first. Oh. Yeah. And then it will, when you, succumb, when you succumb to it, you will be changed. <laughs>
<laughs> It'll be like settling in to a soft, bubbly bath. Are you doing that sexy voice again? I keep telling you no. this. It's not sexy. It's, it's creeping me out. I'm not out. trying to do sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a parody of sexy. Yeah. Because sexy is such a fucking goofy thing. <laughs> All right. Like, happy birthday, Mr. President. No, no, no. Okay, so we'll see you.